Gator Nation and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators and some big news Thursday as Charlie Strong and Kerwin Bell are reportedly about to join Dan Mullen's staff as analysts. We'll speak with Pat Dooley from the Gainesville Sun about what those additions could mean for this football program. And we'll also discuss Florida defensive tackle signee Jervon Dexter earning his fifth star from 24-7 Sports. But let's start with the news on Charlie Strong and Kerwin Bell. Here was my conversation with Pat Dooley this week. We now welcome in Pat Dooley from the Gainesville Sun to discuss Charlie Strong and the job that Dan Mullen has done with his coaching hire since he's been here at UF. Pat broke the news last night about Charlie possibly joining Mullen's staff and got Gator Nation in a frenzy today with that news. Pat, welcome into Lockdown Gators. How's it going, my friend? Yeah, that's why I did it. I like to get them all stirred in. I wanted to think about something besides basketball for a while <laughs> because they're they're so the angry mob is formed at the Wolves the gates of the city with uh, this basketball team. But, yeah, I mean, this it's, it's not a done deal. I mean, as I said, I'm hearing that he's he could be joining us very soon. I think I think anything like that would happen after signing day. I think they don't want to even bother with stuff like that right now. Uh, but I do know Charlie's got a lot of, of interest. I mean, I, I could give you the names of places that tried to hire him and blow you away. And uh, in the NFL, he's been, had, had been offered NFL jobs, so. I don't think he's 100% in yet, but it's trending that way, and I think he wants to come here. Now, obviously, when he was done at USF, a lot of Florida fans started putting two and two together, thinking that Grantham might be on his way out after the 2019 season for a D.C. position in the NFL or a head coaching job. A lot of Florida fans thought that he might come via that route, but it looks like Dan's still going to be able to get him here. If that does go through, Pat, just – how significant would that be to get a guy like Charlie Strong back in Gainesville? Well, it's huge. I mean, he obviously knows the culture here. He's been here many times and uh, knows what winning defense looks like because he's coached winning defense. And uh, you know, I think he's uh, I think he's a really good coach. I, I, he ran into a real problem there at USF, and I think it became one of those problems that just kept getting worse and worse. And the worse they got, the worse I, you know I think he did. To be honest with you. I think he was a, you know, he's a guy that I know Florida vetted in terms of getting iron for the head coaching job that Dan Mullen got. But yeah, if Grantham had taken that Mississippi State job, I don't think there's much question that Charlie would have been the hire. He didn't take it, and he still could take a job in the NFL at some point. And if you do bring Charlie in, you've got a guy in place that you can just slide right into that job without missing anything. So. But so it's, I think, and again, that's why people are excited. People love Charlie Strong. They want, they're hoping that this does happen. It does work out and he ends up here. And there's some talk about Kerwin Bell possibly joining as well and bringing those Gators back, you know, is always a good thing. Yeah. And, and obviously because those are guys that know the program, they know Gator Nation. But from an X's and O's standpoint, I mean, you can say what you want about Charlie Strong as a head coach, but no one doubts what he does defensively. And even if he's just an analyst, to have a guy like that being able to help you with game planning, uh, it's just going to be so helpful for this coaching staff. Yeah, and I would think it would be something that Todd Grantham would have to sign off on too, that 
you know, I mean, he's still the coordinator of the eighth best defense, you know, according statistically anyway, in the country. And, uh, you know, to bring in a guy who's been a head coach. But we see this happening all over the country. Obviously, the uh, poster child for it is the Nick Saban home for wayward boys. You know, where he guys get fired, they come in there, they kind of rebuild their reputations, they learn from the master, and, and they move on and, and get other jobs elsewhere. So, you know, I think maybe Florida would love to be right in that situation where you've got the more experience, the more people who know what they're doing you have in the room having the discussion. Um, you hope it'll, the chemistry will work out there and it ends up being good for you. And how much do you think it'll also – help Pat to they already have heater on staff and if you bring strong back just to have a group of guys that are working together on a weekend week out basis that get along have have been with each other before and have that chemistry I mean there's a lot to be said for that no, there is and, and yeah there's no it's kind of like they're getting the band back together um they brought bring uh Urban in as a uh, special teams consultant you know just to, to get everybody <laughs> together but yeah, I mean, there's no question about it that um, you, you want everybody on the same page, and that's the biggest thing about. I, I I have seen teams where the offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach didn't agree on how to block things, and it was just well, it was in the within the last ten years, and so other than the last two years, everything within the last ten years has been offensively a disaster, as we know. And then, as far as we mentioned, Todd Grantham, I mean. It's got to be the expectation is at some point he is going to move on. I mean, every single Florida defensive sure. coordinator, I think, in the last two decades has always been promoted and moved up. To have a guy like Charlie potentially waiting in the wings, I mean, that type of security for Mullen would be huge. Yeah, and, you know, there's no question that while, while he's trying to make his, his decision on this, this whole thing, uh, based on a number of factors, that that certainly probably is one of them as well. But, uh you know, I don't think he's coming here to be the coordinator if he does come here. He's coming here to do exactly what they want, they need him to do. And he can't, you know, hopefully you wouldn't want certainly uh, Todd Grantham to feel like there was, he had to look over his shoulder all the time. So, again, I, I think that's probably one of the reasons this is not a done deal yet. One reason is Charlie, Dan, Todd all have to kind of get on the same page as, as, as far as this goes, uh, you know, just in terms of, what they're expecting out of it. Definitely. And then you mentioned Kerwin Bell, Pat. That is the name that Florida fans have thrown around for the better part of a decade, uh, hoping that some way, some some fashion, he could find his way to Florida. And if this does go through and he also comes on as an analyst, what, what would that be like to see that moment finally happen where Bell returns to his alma mater? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's wanted to come back for a long time. And even going back to the Muschamp years when Charlie Weiss left, he really wanted the job then. And they didn't feel like he was the right guy for it. Uh, a lot of it was, had to do with recruiting. You know, it'd be great to see Kerwin back. You know, we've kept in touch over the years, obviously a lot. Shooting hard for him at Valdosta. I really thought Charlie hiring him, you were going to see that that kind of rejuvenate USF, and instead it went the other way. And I, I still can't explain that, except that clearly when you watch them play, they didn't have any players. They just somehow didn't. When that, that's the funny thing to me is if you remember – at one point, they hired Charlie Strong down there. You know, Miami hired Mark Rick. Butch Davis went to FIU. Lane Kiffin to FAU. And everybody's like, man, all those coaches are going to hurt Florida FSU's recruiting. I'm thinking, I'm like, no. 
They aren't recruiting <laughs> the same guys. What are you nope. talking about? Do you really think Charlie Strong and Link Kiffin are going to come in here and get three four-star guys? That was kind of a crazy. And now most of them are not coaching where they were. That was never a thing, and Mullen kind of laughed that off when it when it got brought up to him. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I definitely think having Charlie on staff would also help with recruiting because I saw some people on social media today suggest, Pat, that, that he might not maybe carry the same weight on the recruiting trail as he did. I still think he's a popular name for these kids. And you even saw Avante Williams today. He's a four-star safety, top 100 kid out of Florida, one of their top remaining targets. And he put a big smiley face emoji on Twitter today when he saw that Charlie Strong news. So I still think he's a name that could always help you to have him on campus. Yeah, I mean, he's been recruiting. He's been out there, obviously, in Texas and at, and at USF recruiting. So these kids still know him. That, uh, know him. They, a lot of them, you know, when they were just growing up, was the Teddy Bridgewater Louisville years. So you never know how kids are going to react to it. It's it's an interesting uh, dynamic, your, your little recruiting game that you love so much. <laughs> Well, and the last couple of things for you, Pat. So much has been made about what Dan Mullen has done on the field. Ten wins, up to, to 11 wins in 2019. But the coaching hires that he's made, I mean, year after year, certainly the staff that he put together from the get-go and having to replace South Siri and having to replace Charleston Warren last year, upgrading those hires with Turner and Gray. And now you hear names like Charlie Strong and Kerwin Bell he revamped his recruiting staff last year, getting guys like Kiwan Ratliff here. I mean, just at every turn, it seems like when it's time for Mullen to make a hire, he makes a really good one. Yeah, and all you need for evidence of how important it is to have good assistant coaches to look at the previous administration, where you had a special teams coach who didn't know what he was doing. You had a, a, a bunch of guys on this staff that really weren't very good. Obviously, the strength coach was uh, just one of the worst hires of all time here. And they just they, they they weren't together as a staff. And I mentioned earlier that during the Muschamp era, there was a time when offensive uh, line coach would, and offensive coordinator would clash. Verducci. Yeah, there was just a. I think this is the best they've been at, at that. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's brought in guys that he knows. You know, Hevesine, Gonzalez, uh, Brian Johnson. These guys haven't haven't been surprised by anything. It's not like you go, oh well. We've never seen anything like this, you know. They know each other, and they work together, and they, they knew the University of Florida, uh, with the exception of Brian. But um, I, I think he's made great hires, and I think you're seeing it in recruiting. Look, Florida's not going to have a top-four recruiting class until they get to the playoffs. This is a vicious cycle that college, bas- or college football has created. In fact, I was talking to Coach Spurrier about this the other day. He was saying that Phil Fulmer had said, why not have 12 teams in? Otherwise, you're going to get the same teams in every year. You know, so you've got to break through that glass ceiling to get to those top recruiting classes. Um, you know, who's who's number one recruiting this year? Clemson. I guess we need year last year. Who's number two? You know, it's just it, it's just a, a vicious cycle. I don't think it's great for the sport, to be honest with you. So uh, hopefully we'll see that expand to six or eight soon. Well, before we let you go, Pat, one thing that's not great right now is Florida basketball. Just want to get your take on where things are at with this team, and if you try to put your finger on one thing, what would it be? Well, that's the trouble is it's hard to put your finger on anything. It's easy for everybody to blame the head coach, and they do a lot of that. 
Um, I don't think the players are as good as they were touted to be. Um, you know, the five stars haven't looked like five stars to me. And um, I think the, the talent is not quite what we thought it would be, but it's still better than their record. And they've just – I, I think the bottom line with this team is they can't stand prosperity. As soon as things start to look good, they have a they just lay an egg. And within a game, within, within a half, and certainly within the season, um, I don't think they're tough mentally. And, you know, if I'm Mike White, I've got to figure out how to do something differently because what I'm doing isn't working. And yeah. I've got to do something different. You know, I don't know if it's good cop, bad cop, if I just need to throw him out of practice or do something. But he is – I think he's been overly patient and overly um, nice, to be honest with you. I think he needs to come down on them and, and you know, try to explain to them that you, you've got – all you've got left are these, whatever, 10 games or so. And after that, you know, it's the last time you guys are going to play, all play together. So make it count. But I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe you ought to, they ought to call me in there. I'll give them a talk. Into it. <laughs> they, they could probably call my daughter Kelsey in there because she's probably angrier than anybody. Yeah, I mean, she shows up as a rowdy reptile, and this is how we decide to play for her. I know. we got to get uh, – she should give them the locker room pregame talk. Well, I definitely think Tuesday was the low point, but I tell you what, they lose at Vanderbilt. That'll be it. Big could still come, yeah. The low point may not have arrived yet. Well, the high point definitely would be uh, Charlie Strong and Kerwin Bell coming to Gainesville. We'll monitor that and see if that happens soon. But Pat, appreciate you uh, shedding some light on all this, and uh, always great to catch up with you, bud. Anytime, buddy. We'll see you. We had Blake Alderman from Twenty Four Seven Sports on last week to predict. Where Florida defensive tackle signee Jervon Dexter could end up in the final rankings for the top 247. Well, those came out this week, and as Blake predicted, Dexter finishes in the top 10 of the final rankings. He checks in as the number six overall prospect in the country on the top 247. They also have him rated as the number two defensive tackle in the country and the number one prospect in Florida, in five stars next to his name. That makes him a consensus five-star prospect, according to 24-7 Sports, Rivals, and ESPN. The first consensus five-star prospect that the Gators have signed since Martez Ivy in the class of 2015. So this is a very, very, very big deal for Damon and his staff. We had Coach Jay on earlier in this cycle who tried to tell everybody that Dexter was a top five overall type recruit, Rashawn Gary, Omar Hunter type talent. And that finally came to fruition after his performance during Under Armour All-America Week. He put on a dominant performance in those practices and impressed all the scouts at 247 ESPN and Rivals. Now with Dexter's number six ranking in the top 247, that also moves him up in the 24-7 sports composite, which is an average of all the industry rankings and Dexter checks in there as the number 12 recruit in the country, number three defensive tackle, and still the number one player in Florida in the 24-7 sports composite. And when you look at where Dexter stacks up with the other top Florida signees for Dan Mullen, he is certainly number one on the list, the most highly rated guy that the Gators have gotten in the last three classes with a rating of .9946. The highest rated Florida signee prior to Dexter was Chris Steele in the 2019 class, Cornerback Kyer Elam was the third highest rated signee for Dan Mullen and also came in the 2019 class. And some of the other top signees 
for Dan Mullen since he took over Florida's program. According to the 24-7 sports composite rankings, our linebacker Derek Wingo at number four, a member of the 2020 class, wide receiver Xavier Henderson at number five, also a member of the 2020 class, defensive end Chris Bogle, who the Gators signed last year at number six. The seventh highest rated signee for Dan Mullen is wide receiver Jacob Copeland from the 2018 class. Number eight on this list is cornerback Jahari Rogers out of the 2020 class. Number nine, offensive tackle Richard Garage from the class of 2018. And number 10, linebacker Tyrone Hopper, who signed in 2019. And I think you're going to see a lot more of this coming season. So Dan Mullen and his staff have done a great job over the last three cycles of signing elite prospects. And Dexter is the best of the bunch. That'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we discuss the news of Charlie Strong and Kerwin Bell reportedly joining Dan Mullen's staff with Pat Dooley from the Gainesville Sun. And we also discuss Florida defensive tackle Jervon Dexter earning his fifth star from 24-7 Sports. On tomorrow's show, we will preview the final recruiting weekend before National Signing Day, as well as the Florida Vanderbilt game on Saturday. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.